Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News, and today we have the privilege of talking with Dr. Luke Conway, who is a professor at the Grove City College in Western Pennsylvania. Welcome to Family Life. Uh, Thank you. It's an honor to be here. We are intrigued by an op-ed piece that you put on the Faith and Freedom website talking about decision-making processes when it comes to scientific things like COVID. From your perspective in looking at the processes here, there are two different roles for scientists and government leaders. Can you talk about that distinction between measuring facts and deciding what we do about it? Yeah, this is about the scope of influence that we grant to the medical community. So the medical community knows a lot about disease, for example. So I think we should seek their input on like how dangerous COVID is and questions of that nature. But they have no more or less expertise than the average citizen about questions such as given this level of danger, should we give up our freedom? That's a political issue. And In my view, we've increasingly conflated these two things, the political and scientific issue. We've increasingly acted like the medical community's knowledge of science is the same as a knowledge of politics and freedom, but it isn't. Um, And the point of the op-ed was for science and politics to work together effectively. We have to first separate those two issues. What happens on the contrary when we intertwine them rather than have the scientists measure things, recommend look at, okay, if you do this, here's the likely consequences, rather than putting doctors and government scientists in charge of policy issues. Yeah, it's a little bit like seeding um, whether or not you're going to grant an oil lease to Exxon or seeding issues about electric cars and letting Tesla decide. You're essentially letting one issue specialist decide the fate of a complex issue that only has a small intersection in a way with their abilities. So the consequences of that are disastrous. We end up with, it's a complex issue whether or not we should give up our freedom, right? The point at which we should decide to give up our freedom given certain risks involves all kinds of things. And when we cede that to just one group that's a specialist group, we lose that complexity. We lose all of the other things about education, psychology, freedom, politics are all boiled down to, do they think this issue, do they think COVID is dangerous? And the natural result of that is everybody perceives that the system is politicized and that's bad for everybody. That's actually bad for liberals. That's bad for conservatives. A recent study by Clark and colleagues suggested that even when people agree with scientists who politicize science, like they they actually express their own political opinion. Do you know what happens? They lose trust in science when that happens, even though they agree with the politics of it. It's actually bad for everybody. And we see that playing out as trust in the medical system goes down. And that's because scientists increasingly acted like they had more authority than they should have to make political decisions. That was exactly the question I was going to ask, that the next time a different pandemic comes out or some kind of environmental danger that pops up in a certain place, there are going to be people who do not trust what the FDA or the CDC or whoever has replaced Dr. Fauci or a state official. I don't trust medical information anymore. I'm not going to abide by what would be very good wisdom. 
That's exactly right. That's one of the consequences of this medical authoritarian approach that we've increasingly kind of adopted. We've sort of let it happen as we've ceded power in areas that we shouldn't have ceded power. Uh, It's caused a lack of trust. And you're right. One of the downstream consequences is we're going to need the CDC to tell us the truth about diseases and we don't trust them anymore. And that's bad for everybody. We are talking with Dr. Luke Conway, a psychology professor at Grove City College in Pennsylvania. Let's zoom in on the issue of COVID, especially as there are new strains coming up. We're getting follow-ups on what the masks did and what the benefits or lack of benefits were on previous COVID shots. As we head into the winter, what's your perspective on where not only science needs to go, but where does the culture and governmental leaders need to go on state, local, and national levels? Yeah, excellent question. First of all, we have to really separate out these two issues we've been talking about. The medical community has no more expertise than we do at deciding the point at which we give up freedom. And we have to go back to realizing we actually have control over that. We live in a a representative democracy, and we're the ones who have the power to decide if we should be all forced to wear masks or not. So I think we need to have a mindset shift in part as a culture and realize that we make that decision, not the medical community. They, in a sense, serve us, not the other way around. So that's part of it. Part of it is one of the things that's happened when you politicize science is we get the science totally wrong. I was called a conspiracy theorist at my former university of the University of Montana for citing studies back a long time ago that said masks are not that effective. Maybe we shouldn't have COVID vaccine mandate. Science, I'm not sure, supports this idea. And that was shut down at a faculty senate meeting that was not allowed to be expressed in a way. So I think to answer your question, we need to set things in place We need to work towards trying to restrict the freedom of executives, restrict the freedom of the medical, excuse me, restrict the power rather of the medical community to make these authoritarian dictates on our future abilities. And one of the things that will do, by the way, is it will help restore when we put the CDC back to doing what they do best. It will help restore our confidence in that institution for people of all political stripes. If we have this kind of shutting down one side of the debate, you obviously are a better scientist than I am, but that is the scientific method. You present your findings and then you get them peer reviewed and then whichever ones turn out to be more likely than not to be true, that's where the science takes us. If you can't even discuss scientific findings or questions, that's really where we were at the beginning of at least the first COVID era. That is exactly correct. And that's the natural consequence of that when you censor one side. Uh, People lose trust in the system. We also lose the information. It doesn't mean that the one side that we censored turned out to be totally right. That rarely happens. But it means that we don't get the information they would have provided. And we all lose when that happens. If you've got a, a take on what's the next step, what what do we do as we move into fall and winter and RSV, cold flu season, all that, are there steps that would be good for us to take? Um, so the first step I would suggest is to not listen to political pundits like me, uh, read your Bible, seek the Lord. Not everybody is called to do everything. Not everybody is called to fight medical authoritarianism. So that's part of it. 
I've written a book called Liberal Bullies in which I discuss some of the steps we can take in general to help with this problem of medical authoritarianism, of the left-wingers kind of pushing a certain agenda on the country. And I can't, I can't go through all of the steps, that six or seven of those principles, but one of them is important for us, which is hard. Love people who disagree with you. Look at the root cause of authoritarianism. You know what the root cause of authoritarianism is? It's fear. People become authoritarian when they become afraid. You know what the Bible says about fear? What drives out fear? Perfect love. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to take their side. You don't have to agree with your political opponents to love them. But we've got this idea in our head that love and agreement are the same thing. And that's clearly false. You actually love begins where agreement ends. Jesus said to love your enemies. He didn't say agree with your enemies. We don't have to agree with them. The New Testament is, is replete with people who are disagreeing vigorously. The church doesn't need to cower in a corner. At the same time, vigorous but respectful and loving disagreement can, in a sense, undo part of the authoritarian harm that we have and help get us out of this cycle we're in long term. And that might not help with the next wave. That might not help right now. But uh, quiet, loving, but useful resistance is the right way to go, I think, for all of us to make a better world. Dr. Luke Conway of Grove City College, thank you for joining us today on Family Life News. Thank you very much. It was an honor. Our guest on this Family Life News feature, Dr. Luke Conway, a faculty member at Grove City College in Grove City, Pennsylvania. On their Faith and Freedom website, he writes more about this issue, about how science has overstepped its bounds on making social and cultural decisions. I'm Greg Gillespie, Family Life News.